0: Uh before we get started, I have a question for you. Yes. What what do I what should I call you?
1: You can call me whatever you want to call me. You can call me Hillary, you can call me Madam Secretary, you can call me hey you, anything you want.
0: I'm not going to call you hey you. <laughs> but I'll call you Hillary. Right? Okay. We're ready? Hi Hillary. Hi Max. Hi. I'm Max Linsky. I run this uh, new small podcasting company, and I've always wanted to know what it's really like to run for president. Turns out Hillary Clinton's campaign wanted to tell that story too. So now I'm in a small conference room in Miami talking to the nominee for the first episode of With Her, Hillary Clinton's official campaign podcast. This is your last chance. If you can bail now, we don't have to do this podcast, but uh, if we do this, then we gotta do it. your last opportunity to say, I don't wanna do it.
1: The last opportunity? I can't do it like midway through?
0: You can't bail after this, this is the moment. Are we doing it or are we not doing it?
1: You are really making this hard. Okay, we're doing it. (laughs)
0: Between now and election day, I'll be talking to a bunch of different people uh, about what it's like to be on the campaign trail. Full disclosure, I'm not a journalist and I'm not impartial. I'm a small business owner and a huge supporter of Secretary Clinton's and I'm thrilled that her campaign is having me do this. All right, here we go. There was a moment a couple of weeks ago that I feel like I need to ask you about. And it was right after Chelsea introduced you on thursday night at the convention and you came out and you guys hugged and um, you said a couple words to each other and then there was this moment that i was watching on my couch like millions of other people where you sort of took a step back and closed your eyes and seemed to take a breath and i wondered then and wonder now what was going through your mind
1: oh gosh max there was such a rush of emotion um Being introduced by my daughter was pretty overwhelming. Uh, Walking out, seeing her on stage, and then this big arena filled with so many thousands of people, the moment just came crashing in on me. And I just had to take a second to let it all come in and feel it. And that must have been what you saw when I shut my eyes. I don't remember consciously doing it, but it does uh, resonate with me. Uh, it uh, it was truly one of the most moving uh, experiences of my life.
0: I wondered whether there was a moment where there, in that moment, you were saying sort of like, "I can't believe this happened."
1: That's exactly what I was saying. <laughs> I can't believe this. This it, is the thing. This is It's it. happening. Here we are, and. I can't back out now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> much like this podcast, yeah, you have much to continue like
1: it <laughs> um, because it was um, the culmination of so much hard work by so many people, and I am lifted up by those who see my vision, who care about what I care about, who are constantly standing up for me. And it was both a liberating moment and a crushing sense of responsibility.
0: (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about like the average day for Hillary Clinton on the campaign trail. Uh, We are in Miami right now. It's uh, about two o'clock. When did you wake up this morning?
1: Oh, I wake up early. So probably 630 or so.
0: I heard a rumor that you don't use an alarm clock.
1: No, that's not true. Ah. That is not true. That's another one of those rumors that people (laughs) spread.
0: Uh, I I usually
1: wake up before my alarm clock goes off. So technically, maybe that's right, but I do have uh, my phone. And uh, sometimes if I'm really tired when I you know, collapse, uh, it's backed up by a real, alarm clock.
0: Do you have like a like a ringtone that you play when you, what's your alarm the wake up sound? The most
1: obnoxious sound that I could find on the ringtones. <laughs> like because,
0: that crazy siren yes, one? Yes,
1: yeah, exactly. That's
0: the one my kid loves.
1: Yes. Well, finds my you, phone, finds
0: a way to hit Your kid
1: and, and I, we are together in this. <laughs> we need something that pierces through our deepest consciousness.
0: <laughs> All right, so 6.30 you woke up and... What happens next? Like, what's the first thing you do in the morning? What's the first piece of work? Do you have, like, a to-do list? Oh, I have
1: such a long to-do list. (laughs) It's really depressing. (laughs) I I have a to-do list on paper. I have a to-do list in my phone. I have a to-do list in my head. Obviously, I check my email. I -hmm. check my texts. I check my, you know, latest news uh, updates so that I have some sense of what's going to happen that day. The average day is I usually get up, get dressed, get out the door. It's a, you know, I get a big briefing both, um, you know, in my phone and, and, and a paper version and I go through that. So it's just, there's a regular routine for every day.
0: Are there any mornings for you where you wake up and you're just like, oh, all right, today's, uh, I'm not sure about today. Like, (laughs) I would rather just not, if today could not happen, that would be great.
1: Yes, (laughs) the short answer is yes, especially the convention week was so intense. And then we got on a bus, Tim Kaine and I, and we went to Pennsylvania and Ohio, and then ended up, Uh, at home Sunday night, uh, then got up the next morning, hit the trail again. So by the end of those two weeks, that's exactly how I felt. (laughs) It was, oh my gosh, I don't know that I can get up, let alone uh, what I will do uh, if I am, you know, vertical. I think it happens to everybody.
0: How do you keep that stamina up? Like, how do you just keep going?
1: I, knock on wood, am pretty lucky because I have a lot of stamina and endurance, um, which is necessary in the kind of uh, campaign that I'm engaged in. Uh, But I also, I try to eat right, not always succeeding, but try try to get enough sleep, try to get exercise. Now, I'm not going to pretend that I like it because I don't, but... (laughs) you know, between yoga and walking, uh, getting on the treadmill, some weights, I try to keep up uh, and and just get the, you know, the energy uh, reservoir filled up again.
0: You went to a brewery yesterday in St. Pete. I did. Uh, Small business, three daughters brewery. And... Uh, there were a whole like, slew of folks there to see you, right? And right. Like, I, I was wondering if, if there was anyone there or anyone you met yesterday, you went to a, a variety of places, who stuck with you.
1: Absolutely. That happens to me every day. It's one of the um, best parts of being in a campaign is if you open yourself up to it, you can learn something every day. So just yesterday, for example, the husband and wife that started the brewery, they were terrific. They were so energetic, they gave me their best advice about what I could do as president to help more small businesses, and it was so smart and sensible. Uh, I went to um, Kissimmee, which is outside of Orlando next, and again, met more of the survivors from Pulse, the terrible event in Orlando. And that's always uh, so emotional, and the the two uh, men that I met there uh, one of them grew up in Arkansas, where I spent a lot of my uh, life. And I have a great deal of fondness. And he you know, was telling me about his family and kind of giving me his life story. And you know, I was very touched by how they're trying to just be brave and resilient in the face of this terrorist attack. Uh, so I meet people every single day who make an impression on me
0: you're dealing with and thinking about these huge issues like your economic policy and geopolitics, and then you're out on the trail and you're meeting these individuals. It seems like it would be really hard to try and connect those people to those big ideas. Do you like compartmentalize those things? Like when you're reading your briefing books this morning, do you connect that to these people that you're meeting every day, or are those kind of like two separate things?
1: Oh, they're absolutely connected for me. It's what motivates me, and it's what lots of times gets me up in the morning. I am someone who is uh, very uh, committed to solving problems. I know for some folks that seems boring, but for me it's very rewarding <laughs> because I see the results. I meet people who, uh, as children got health care because I helped to create the Children's Health Insurance Program, or who are, you know, working their way uh, through school and tell me their student debt story which connects exactly with what I want to do to help relieve that burden so it's it's all interconnected I see it as, as truly intersectional it is your life it is your work it is your hope your future and it gives me a sense of optimism and confidence now that doesn't mean I don't get upset and even angry like today here in Miami I'm going to a health clinic where they are treating uh, people for Zika and they're right in the most affected area within Miami, it just infuriates me Mm -hmm. that we can't get the Congress, predominantly the Republicans, to agree to do what needs to be done to try to prevent this. That's the kind of thing that just really lights me up and engages me because it's a real problem. We just, before I came in to talk to you, I just got on my phone a news story about a um, an infant dying in Texas because of Zika-related um, complications and defects. I mean, what is hard about trying to get rid of mosquitoes and test people and protect pregnant women and their babies? What is hard about that? So that's what keeps me going, Max.
0: Help me understand a little bit more just like what that decision say to go to this treatment facility today means for you. So you're running for president. It's important that people hear from you and hear your plans and policies and what you want to do for this country. But also, you're going in some way to listen. Right. Like you're going to hear what people actually have to say. Are you going there to shed light on this issue that you clearly feel so passionate about? Is there stuff that you don't know now that going there you'll learn?
1: It's both of those. I do like to listen. I have learned a lot by listening over the course of uh, my life, particularly my public career, because today I'll be meeting with doctors who are on the front lines, and I want to hear directly from them. It's one thing to read about it, but to hear from doctors who are going to tell me, this is what we need, and what can you do to help us get it, and maybe here's an argument that nobody has made before that you can... Convey for us. I I get so much out of those uh, exchanges. And I also feel like running for president, I do get a a massive amount of press attention. So the national press will be there. We've made it clear if you are pregnant, if you are thinking about being pregnant, don't come uh, because I don't want to put anybody at risk. But if you can come, maybe by covering this, we can break through some of the. Uh, resistance that exists to dealing with what could be a devastating epidemic. So I am committed to going places and listening and learning, then putting that to work and if at the same time I can draw more attention to the problem, maybe that will help us put together the coalition needed to solve it.
0: Can I ask you a uh, more personal question? Sure. Uh, Just about us, really. (laughs) Um, We have 20 minutes. Busy person. And these 20 minutes, since I, I found out I was going to do this, which was uh, really thrilling and a little nerve wracking, but I'm, I'm overcoming my nerves. Good. good. Uh, these are like the biggest 20 minutes of my week for sure. This is my, this is like a highlight of my week. You, probably not the case. You're uh, busy. You got a couple other things going on. You seem like all here right now to me, but how do you do that? Like, how do you stay present when you've got a thousand things to do and a thousand things on your mind? Like, how can you be this present with this guy you happen to be talking to for 20 minutes?
1: That's a really perceptive question. No, seriously, I mean it. And obviously, I have thought a lot about it. And here's the simple version. Um, I do a bunch of events every day. I don't ever want the people that I'm talking to or with to feel like I'm just going through the motions. It's really important to me that I may do 10 events a day, but for the people that I meet, whether it's talking to you or going to some other event, that will be the one time that they interact with me. And I want to do the best I can to be engaged, to be present, uh, to give, you know, the, the best ideas or, you know, comments or whatever it is I'm doing. If all you do is go through the motions when you're in some public position and not just running for office, but in the media or Anything else where you interact with the public a lot and you don't try to do your best in every encounter that you're in and give people the you know The respect that they deserve. I think then it would be really difficult to
0: do this Have you always known how to do that or is that something I had to learn?
1: I, I have never thought consciously about learning it Um, I've always believed that uh, life is uh, a gift and it could be a fleeting gift, you never know. And therefore, doing the best you can every day, which is kind of a hackneyed, cliche thing to say, but I think it's a great way to live. I think trying to give your your best, you never know what you might get back. And especially if you have the chance to really talk to somebody You learn about yourself as well as about the other person.
0: Getting through our day here, so you will have this long day, uh, exhausting day. What's like the best case scenario for what dinner is going to be tonight?
1: (laughs) We're in Miami. We could get good Cuban food. Yeah, we can
0: go have a Cuban sandwich. Yeah,
1: yeah. And we've done that a few times flying out of Miami. So maybe that's what is going to be waiting for me. And then, of course, we have cases of three daughters beer that we picked up in
0: cuban sandwich and a beer sounds fantastic <laughs> to me the thing that a cuban sandwich and a beer will uh make you do is want to go to sleep yes it will and my last question for you before we meet again somewhere else on the trail is what do you think tonight will be the last thing you're thinking about before you fall asleep
1: hmm. well probably my grandchildren i facetime with them and uh Lots of times on the plane when I just can't think about anything else because I'm just so burnt out. I'll take my phone out and look at all the little videos and the pictures and uh, put a smile on my face and then collapse.
0: Sounds about right. Hillary. thank you so much for uh, taking some time.
1: Thanks, Max. Good to talk to you. I'll see you soon. I hope so. Thanks for listening to With Her And thanks to our co-host, Max Linsky, and the millions of Americans powering this campaign across the country. We'll be back soon with more from the campaign trail. But in the meantime, please sign up to get updates and a notification on the next episode by texting the word podcast to 47246. Thanks a lot. All right.